0: Inside the Capitol, the podcast that goes behind Castle Doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts for today, Courtney Emmerich.
1: And I'm Donnell Wright. Today we're talking with Professor Pong, Chair of the Packaging Department and oversees the B.S. in Engineering Management Packing Concentration Program at Christian Brothers University in Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us today, sir.
2: Thanks for having me. I am pleased to be part of Inside the Castle program.
0: Thank you, Dr. Pong. We wanted to talk to you today as part of our Asian American Pacific Island Heritage Month to get your perspective on where we have been as a nation and where we are going. We have hosted several podcasts on diversity, equity, and inclusion. It is important that we have these conversations to gain perspectives so we can understand the challenges that some of our teammates face day in and day out. We're excited to speak with you today to get your perspective. Professor Pong, please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became interested in civil engineering.
2: When I was in high school in Thailand, there were not enough university for everyone who wanted to attend. Students uh, need to take a government entrance exam and could select up to six program total from various state university. Engineering and medical school were the most popular. More than half of my high school classmates uh, chose engineering for their college studies. I simply went with the majority. Thus, my top three selections were engineering school. Then why civil engineering Tell you the truth, it was the only engineering discipline I knew at that time. I saw construction projects everywhere, buildings, bridges, etc. Also, a cousin of mine was a civil engineer. I think he graduated from University of Kentucky, if I remember uh, correctly. I still remember that I had a degree in my chemistry class in my first semester. I never I never told my student about this. <laughs> So I knew for sure that chemical engineering is not for me.
1: That's funny. I got a cousin that's in chemical engineering, <laughs> but he didn't get a D in that in that subject. That's wonderful. So, so let me ask you something, Dr. Paul. When you were uh, when you were a kid, and I'm talking about before high school, building buildings and stuff like that, was that something that uh, you got into, uh, or you thought about when you were even younger? or just when you had in high school?
2: Actually, my father, uh, he ran a hardware uh, store, hardware business. So I'm um, get used to some of the construction material, uh, bolts, nuts, you know, pipe. It's some of them are more mechanical uh, than uh, civil. Uh, we don't sell like timber or concrete, uh, cement like that, okay? But I get used to some of the hardware that we we use a lot in construction. So that's part of my training you know, from very young. I help my father with, uh, with his hardware store. So that may be one of the reasons that I want to be an engineer, but really don't know exactly what kind of engineers I would be in. Wonderful,
0: thanks for sharing, Professor. As I think of the term glass ceiling, glass it's often talked about in studies of wage gaps between men and women and described situations, particularly in management and professional occupations where women are limited in the types of jobs they're able to, to take or uh, participate in. In your experience as an Asian American, uh, what barriers have you faced in your career in engineering And how do you define the term glass ceiling? And does it really exist? And if so, could you provide an example from your own experience?
2: Yeah, I think glass ceiling really does occur. I read about average salary of women is lower than male counterpart. However, I do not have uh, data about salary of Asian American, especially with uh, engineers. Uh, but that doesn't mean it does not exist. I just have the data to support it. However, if you look at in the recent years, a lot of changes have taken places. Many big corporations now have females at their uh, CEOs, chief executive officer, including General Motors, Citigroup, Best Buy, Oracle, General Dynamics, just to name a few companies. Okay. Uh, the same is true for Asian uh, CEOs, especially with tech company, the famous one like Google and Microsoft, for example, okay, that uh, they, they're CEOs from originally from India. So uh, that's something that's okay, but things uh, is changing. Now in my environment, uh, I work with educational environment all my career. Okay, mostly since I graduate uh, from uh, Texas A&M, and in the in the education environment, it's a bit different. I don't think it's it may exist, but you sometimes you don't feel it. Okay, uh, you you spend more time with your student, uh, and we usually work with a smaller group of faculty. So I don't see any. I don't personally. I don't have that glass ceiling. And actually I start from regular professor and move up to become like management position, like department chair for the school and environmental engineering. And I move up to to the dean position for the school of engineering. So I don't see, I have any glass ceiling problem. And actually I was dean uh, for total of, actually from uh, two, uh, two terms one from 1999 to 2005 and went back again uh, in 2000, I think it's 14, and I just stepped down last year 2020. Yeah, so so for me, I don't have that that uh, negative experience of that glass ceiling, but I believe that they do exist
0: Thank you so much for sharing the successes that you've been able to accomplish in your career. And have you noticed how the glass ceiling or any barriers have changed over your lifetime? And do you think things are getting better? And what advice would you have for young professionals, uh, in particular young Asian-American professionals who are uh, seeking uh, career growth?
2: Yeah, I think, first of all, when you are different. Uh, you have to work harder. There's no question about that. You have to prove that you can contribute. You can make difference. Okay. I think that's the key. Um, I have to admit that I work really hard. I'm a workaholic. Okay. Sometimes people get my email like midnight. <laughs> but one thing about like anti-Asian or things like this or glass ceiling. First. We have to understand that it's a human nature that we tend to stay together with those who are similar to our, ourselves. Okay, we feel more comfortable with people of the same color, same ethnicity, same cultural background. Okay. Like you now when you when you talk about you know, sometime when, when I went to Asian Institute of Technology, we have professors that come from different countries from Australia, from england uh from India, from Japan, same with students they come from all over the places, and sometimes even joke, you know, we come from different cultural background when people uh tell joke, and only people from the same culture they laugh, but those that come from different cultures they they didn't get it <laughs> you know that's 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 the reason that that's a human nature many and some of them. Uh, they don't feel comfortable with those who are different from them. So this is human nature, we have to uh, understand that. And back to the year that I did my master's degree at Asian Institute of Technology. When you walk into the cafeteria at the time, it probably still through this day for lunch or dinner, you saw students separated by net, their nationality. Okay, there's a table for Thai students, there's another Indian table, there's another Vietnamese table, Korean table, Malaysian table. Okay, that's no conflict, it's just natural. People just sit together with people that come from the same country. Now, anti-Asian violence is unfortunate, but it's not new. You know, we have a lot of things that happening over the years in this country, anti-Black, anti-Hispanic, and anti-others are something that common. The good news is not everyone hates other people. We need to focus on similarity rather than differences. I think that's the message that everyone should get across. Yeah. People are different. People are similar too depend on which size that you want to focus on. We need to focus on similarity. Everyone wants to have a happy life. That's a similarity. Everyone wants to be successful in life, okay? Everyone wants to have a good income. So we're searching for the same thing, okay? And that's why we want to look at the differences. We may look different, but the bottom line, we are the same. And this country, the U.S., is a melting pot of people from all over the world, and this is what makes it a great country. Diversity is the key. Okay. many Asian, as well as non-Asian, are successful. They contribute to the success of this country. That is what inspire me. They are part of the solution, not the problem. I think all of us should do that. I want to be like them. I want to be part of the solution. I want to contribute to this country. Okay, that's my message for uh, people that different. (laughs) Everyone is different one way or another.
1: I totally agree, totally agree with you, sir.
2: I wanna kind of go back a little bit
1: to something that you said, I've been a person of color. I, I kind of felt this way And I was actually taught this growing up that I was going to have to work a little bit harder than those people who weren't, you know, who weren't black, who weren't Hispanic, who weren't Asian. And do you feel like that's a normal thing? You know, is that a cultural thing for people of color? You feel like that's, that's the norm, that we have to work harder?
2: Yeah, I think you have to prove yourself to people that do not accept you. And everyone needs to work hard anyway, should, at least they should work hard to contribute uh, to the organization, okay? Because that's their future too. Uh, so I really believe in hard working. And I told my students all the time that there's nothing to replace uh, hard work, okay? You need to work, you can work smarter. It's good to work smarter, but there's no replacement for hard working you got to do homework, you got to be do this, you got to read this, <laughs> there's no exception. And I saw students, I've been working with students you know, all my career, uh, some students came in with great GPA, high ACT score, and they fell out you know, from engineering. And some students came in with low GPA, okay, with uh, low ACT score, but determined to be successful, they work hard, they become successful. I like this, to work with the second group, okay, that uh, have motivation. I agree,
1: I, I agree that, uh, yeah, everybody should work hard, uh, absolutely. I'm glad you answered that because I know that uh, in, in my lifetime, I've I've been here 54 years, sometimes, I have to work a little bit harder to, to show that I'm knowledgeable about my job, or sometimes uh, people say things like, you know, oh, you speak so well, like, you know, black people or people of color shouldn't speak well. I was just curious about that. And, and so now currently with the hate violence, the anti Asian violence that's that's going on. Uh, around and 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 now it's had a profound impact on people uh in the asian uh, american pacific Islander community how do you keep doing what you do and living where you live you know during these difficult times i mean because sometimes that's got to make you mad it's got to make you mad so how do you get through how do you get through that how do you maintain i don't know keep you cool (laughs) And not feel like everybody else is the enemy. I I guess that's really much pretty much what I'm asking.
2: Yeah, I think you probably heard a well-known wisdom that say the story about half glass full and half glass empty, depending on which one you look at. And another wisdom that you heard all the time is don't sweat over small stuff. Okay, that a great book on that. So Sometimes, yeah, you feel that there yeah, are people, they do not appreciate you. They look down upon you because of you are different. Okay. But you have to look at what is your long term goal? You want to be happy. You want to be successful. So why do you want to waste uh, your time on small stuff? Okay. Don't sweat over small stuff. Okay. So something like this. And you always have a choice between looking at the positive size or the negative size of things. Everything always come with like a coin or we have two sides. So it's your choice. If you choose to look at the positive size, then it makes you happy. It makes you successful. But if you look at the other side, it makes you angry. And when you get angry, you lose your productivity. You even Become unhealthy yeah if it gets uh too deep into your mind, and I'm a Buddhist, and we always talking about forgiveness, you know that's something that's fundamental to a lot of people from Thailand because we uh we are a Buddhist country. we were taught from very really young that you need to forgive, you need to forgive, okay, so when you forgive someone, actually you feel a lot better, you feel lighter. Okay, you throw away that burden, so that's how I move on with my life without you know uh spending or losing energy on uh, small stuff
1: that's very interesting that's very interesting that's that's
2: that's tough to do I applaud you for
1: having the ability to do that a lot of people a lot of people can't do that you know I know uh there was some uh uh, a lot of coverage uh what yesterday uh or i don't know if it was yesterday or today uh you know it's been a year since the uh, uh the murder of george floyd and you know people are still angry about that and forgiveness I, sir i'm i'm with you on that but you know but i'll tell you that's a tough thing for a lot of people to do you know and, and you're right you know uh, the power of forgiveness yeah, it, it it does. It kind of lifts some stuff off your, you know, it, it lifts a load off of you, you know. But I I tell you, a lot of people uh, have a tough time with that. Even after that, you know, the, the the George Floyd murder and all that, you know, like we had the the, the Asian hate crimes and and stuff like that, and we we still have uh, people of color that are being shot. I was thinking about the. The uh, the captain, the, the Army captain who was pulled over in his car, you know, and he was in uniform and, and, and ended up getting pepper sprayed and mistreated and all that. Guy never raised his voice or anything like that. I'll be honest with you. I tried to find some type of consolation in the fact that, yeah, they may have fired that officer, but gosh, you know, that, that guy, and like I said, again, this guy was in uniform. You know when that happened to him, so I, I applaud you, I, and, and I totally agree with you that forgiveness is is the way to go. But I tell you what, it's it's tough for a lot of people who yeah. who have to live day in and day out. I agree. Uh,
2: it's it's very hard. It's easy to say, okay, but it's hard to do when it happened to uh, you or immediate family, okay. Uh, but we need to keep thinking about that. We need to forgive for things that not a big deal, but if someone come and let's say kill some member of your family, okay, that could be a different. It's gonna be hard. It's not easy to do. Yeah, the principle is there, but easy to say, but hard to do.
0: Thank you, Dr. Pong. That advice is very helpful, and I think it demonstrates a way where folks can try to move forward uh, in the face of adversity, where we can, you know, try to find peace and um, find commonality. Out of all the things that you've been talking about, one of the things that you mentioned was try to focus on similarities versus the differences. And I really think that that, for me, was a key takeaway from, you know, some of the things that you've you've talked about today and some of the advice that you've given our listeners. As I've been thinking here, just trying to absorb all of the information you shared with us, I, I'm i curious, do you have any stories that were shared by your family during their youth that still resonate with you today that you would be willing to share with our listeners?
2: Yeah, personally, I don't share much in terms of story uh, telling. Even though, even though I'm a professor, I tell story all the time to my students, but not my family. I prefer to show uh, my children examples, actions worth a lot more than words. Okay, Uh, I have worked hard, so I expect them to follow. Uh, I save money for unexpected future. Okay, so now I just keep spending money. And a lot of people, they spend overspend of their, uh, what they can afford. I, uh, I show them love and take good care of them. I have tried to improve myself and always learn new knowledge. I set goals and dreams and work toward them. I treat people with respect. So there's a lot of things that that's how I lead my life. And it turned out that my kids, they grew up. I don't have to tell them exactly what they need to do. You have to trust them, by the way, as a parent. You can't be what they call what? Helicopter parents <laughs> that you oversee, and then you have the rules you know, that they have to follow. You can you can you know, follow them all the time, so you have to trust them and give them love and expect the best from them, and they will respond over time. So I think that's that's the way I treat my uh, my children
1: it's funny i i I do that same thing my daughter and i we talk all the time one of the things that she said she says dad when i was younger all i ever saw you do was just go to work the times that we were together and the conversations that we had you know it's funny i didn't know she was actually uh listening to me and uh a few weeks ago you know she she made that point to me and actually put my mind at ease she you know she says dad you you probably didn't think i I heard you when you said, you know, uh, everybody's not going to respect you, but you need to respect everybody. You know, Dad, I don't think you thought I was listening to you when you said that, but I was. And my daughter, and I'm going to brag a little bit here. My my daughter, when she uh, was a young girl, I mean, like 14, 15 years old, was doing things, helping homeless people and all that stuff. Stuff I didn't even know she was doing. And even now, I mean, now that she's a young woman uh 32 yeah i'm kind of telling my age here i'm old but she you know she still believes in uh helping people and all that and trying to make somebody else's world a little bit better but at the same time you know she she still gets upset about the things that are going on today you know and uh and and she gets a little vocal with me and sometimes we have little debates, you know uh, and and we have those moments where we have to agree to disagree and all that but yes i I totally uh am one hundred percent with you when you say give them examples and show them uh how father takes care of their children and how father treats their uh the mother of his children and you know and show them love and and all that because there's so many people out there who don't get that. And I think I think that's really the, the core thing why some of the people do some of the things they do, you know, today as far as this racial, you know, or lack thereof of racial equality, you know, why some people treat, you know, uh people that look different from them, uh treat them so bad, you know, because they didn't get that growing up. Totally, totally agree with you on that. And I just, you know, I I thank you for sharing all your personal uh experience with us and you know, let let me ask you this: What would you like to tell people uh, that do not, you know, that that do not face the same daily challenges? Is there something that they should know, or how could they be an
2: ally? Yeah, I think. Yeah, how? Uh, first of all, they have to respect people. Okay, keep in mind that look at similarity uh, in other person, uh, as I mentioned earlier. But I believe that families, uh, school, and churches have big role in solving uh, this situation. Okay? When a person is raised from a loving family, he or she would love other people. Uh, when a church uh, teaches love thy neighbors and really means it, okay, that makes a difference. When the school treat our students the same regardless of their skin color, ethnic background, student will be loving person. So I think it's more of uh, develop a new generation. Sometimes it's hard to fix, just like old tree, you know, it's hard to to change the way it grows. It's already uh, big, but for children, the next generation, I think it has to come from a good family, good school, and good churches. I think that's something that we have to look down the road uh, for next generation.
0: Thank you, Professor Pong, for joining us today and sharing all of your insights with us and our listeners. You know, I feel like I've learned a lot from you just listening and participating in this podcast session today. And I know myself I could potentially be called one of those helicopter parents. My middle schoolers might agree with that assessment, but it's just, you know, it comes from a place of care. I'm a, I am have a mama bear mentality, and I need to protect my kids, And but, you know, that insight that you shared, just showering them with love, and I think in my experience, too, as a mom, as I reflect on the advice that you've given our listeners, just making sure that we are rewarding and um, letting our kids know through actions and words how proud of them we are because they're they're the future Uh, they're the future of our country you know they're going to have a profound impact on society and hopefully I can do my small part Um, and I'm going to need to back off a little bit so I'm not too much of a helicopter mom here but Thank you so much for joining us today as we celebrate Asian American Pacific Islander Month here at uh, the Corps of Engineers. And we are just so grateful that you have agreed to sit down with us and have this very important conversation. And we appreciate you and all of your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you what topics are important to you and people you're interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary.
1: To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the Corps and revolutionize civil works together.